This is Austin Pace with BYU-Idaho Radio, and I'm joined today with Dwight Ray, biology faculty member and today's devotional speaker. Thanks for joining me, Brother Ray. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about yourself, your family, your career, and what brought you to BYU-Idaho. Okay. Actually, when I graduated from high school, I came to Ricks College and absolutely loved Ricks College. I loved the atmosphere here. I loved the professors. I loved the friendly environment, but I especially loved the gospel the gospel background here, that everything we did, there was always that common background. And so as a student, I was thinking about teaching and uh, considering teaching college. And I thought, wow, if I ever taught college, I would want to teach at BYU-Idaho or then Ricks College. Um, and so uh, I just really looked forward to that um, all my life. And eventually a job came open and I was able to get hired here. And I've just absolutely loved it. I've loved being at BYU-Idaho. So tell me a little bit about your family. We have seven children. We've raised them primarily here in Rexburg, Idaho, and we've, we've really loved it. It's been a great place to raise a family. All right. So to begin your address, you started by sharing a little bit of biology. You said, I loved learning about how bacteria and viruses that are so extremely small can cause diseases like strep throat, the flu, COVID-19, and in severe cases, they can even cause death. You then paired that with a description of micro. You then paired that description of microbiology with a scripture in Alma thirty-seven six, um, that says, "By small and simple things are great things brought to pass." So, could you elaborate a little more on why you use the the biology analogy and what the scripture means to you? Yeah. So, I as I was thinking about preparing this devotional address, I wanted to pair it with what I do. I absolutely love microbiology. I love teaching about living things. I'm fascinated about diseases and how our body fights disease, how bacteria and viruses can cause disease. And the thing that's even hard, at being a teacher of this content, that's even hard for me to visualize is how teeny tiny small bacteria and viruses are. And yet you think about the severe diseases that can come. Obviously, we're just, we've just come out of the pandemic of COVID-19. The, the virus that causes that disease is so teeny tiny small and yet disrupted our way of life. Uh, and so I felt like that was a good good way to lead into things that I found to be extremely valuable. That as I have lived my life, as I've seen so many other people, my loved ones, friends, family that have made choices and then how that's affected their lives, what I've realized is our decisions, the little small decisions that we um, make every single day. That's what makes the real difference. And so I just felt like that would be a really good lead-in, that we have these little teeny tiny organisms, bacteria, viruses, that can cause major disruptions in our lives. And we can make uh, little teeny tiny decisions that either cause disruptions in our spiritual lives or can lead to spiritual strength. And I just felt like that would be a really good lead-in to something that's that really is important to me, making the right decisions every day, small, little, simple decisions that will keep us on the right path. Right. Um, So you then go on to list a few different small and simple things that we can do to become better disciples of Jesus Christ. The first on your list is daily prayer. I love the definition that you use from the Bible dictionary on prayer that says the object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others the blessings that God is already willing to grant, but are made conditional on our asking for them. Could you tell me a little bit more about why you included this definition and how you've seen the application of this principle change your life? Yeah, I've, I've come in contact with um, many people, and even recently in my own personal, in my own family, we've had some health struggles. 
And many times we pray that individuals will be healed. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I love how the prophet has taught us that uh, it's appropriate to ask for blessings. It's appropriate to ask Heavenly Father for healing. But we always need to recognize that it's according to his will. And that's been powerful for me, especially in the last oh, five five or so years, five or ten years, as as I've had more and more family members and friends that have dealt with really, really severe issues. Mostly health is what I was thinking of. And uh, sometimes people have been healed, but sometimes they haven't been healed. And so I, I just think it's really important for us to recognize that by praying, we can't change the will of God, but we can ask for blessings that he's already willing to grant. But I feel like it's important to always remember that it's by his will that, and, and if we receive the blessings that we desire, then that's wonderful. But if we don't receive the blessings that we're hoping for, we need to hopefully be okay with accepting his will in our lives and still having faith that in the long run, things will work out. Right. And I can I can remember just countless stories and people that I've met where they want something so specific and they ask for it so specifically. And they often don't realize that they have received an answer to their prayer because they're looking for such a specific answer. Mm-hmm. But the Lord, he has so many different ways of answering our prayers and responding to us, but it's really all, like you said, in his own time and in his own way. Yeah. So as we pray, we have to really keep an open mind and really look for the answers that he wants to give us because they're not always going to come in the way that we want. Right. Yeah. But they're going to come if we're faithful in searching for them. Yeah. And you kind of lead into your next point, which is daily scripture study. Right. And... What I found pretty cool was your emphasis on not only daily scripture study, but the importance of daily Book of Mormon study. Mm -hmm. And this year for Come Follow Me, we're studying the Book of Mormon. And you speak a little bit about 1 Nephi chapter 8, which talks about the iron rod Mm -hmm. and Lehi's vision of that. You then quote a verse in 1 Nephi 15.24 that says the iron rod is the word of God, which you then correlate to a conference talk given by President Nelson in 2017 about the importance of of daily study of the Book of Mormon. So could you talk a little bit more on that and your findings from your personal study of the Book of Mormon? So that quote is one of my all-time favorite quotes from the prophet. Uh, It really had a life-changing impact on me. In my devotional address, I I talk about this, but I was already in the habit of daily gospel study. And so I was trying to incorporate teachings from the scriptures, from from the prophets, but I wasn't always focusing on the Book of Mormon every day. And in that conference talk, the prophet promised that if we would uh, daily be in the Book of Mormon, we would receive very specific blessings, that we would um, receive guidance, that we'd receive direction, that we'd make better decisions, and that we'd be immunized against the evils of our day. And those were blessings that I wanted. I wanted those promises realized in my life. So I decided to make that uh, an object of focus and something that I, I've thought about recently is that I decided to be very intentional. And I think that really made a difference for me. That Not that I was necessarily casual in all of my gospel study, but I decided to be intentional about incorporating the Book of Mormon every day for the specific reason to receive those blessings from a prophet. And it worked. That as I made that an intentional part of my day, I started to feel more of those those blessings being realized. 
And uh, in my devotional address, I comment, and it is the case that the circumstances of my life, they weren't all perfect and they haven't been perfect, but I actually have been happier and I have had more peace. And as things have not worked out like I thought they would or hoped they would, I've been okay. I've been okay. And it's made a real difference. Mm -hmm. It's really been great. Right. And I think that's a super, it's a promise because it happens. That's what, that's what a promise is. The, the the prophet wouldn't promise something without knowing for sure that that promise would come to fruition and that it would yeah. be fulfilled. He doesn't say, if you do this, this can happen in your life or this maybe will happen. No, it's a promise that if you do this, I promise you, you will receive this blessing. Yeah. You will receive this blessing. Yeah. And I've really found that in my life as well. Um, I was never really good at studying the scriptures before my mission, um, but I really found like a love and a desire for it after I also made it intentional. Mm-hmm. I was very intentional with my reading. Yeah. And I made a goal to myself to not read just for me, but for the people that I was teaching. Mm-hmm. And that can still be applied today, right? I can read for myself, but also for my friends, for my yeah. family. And and I could possibly be the answer to somebody else, right? So as we do what we need to do, and as we're really diving in to our personal scripture study, we can be the answer to somebody's prayer. We can be that promise to somebody else. Yeah. And we can really change our own lives and the lives of others. Just today, I haven't, I've been trying to figure out with the new semester starting, like when I can really get in a good scripture study. Mm-hmm. Last semester, I had it down great, but now everything's changed. Mm-hmm. All my timing is different. Mm-hmm. I work full time here. So I'm trying to figure out, like, when can I really get a solid study? And today I decided that I'd wake up earlier and I'd do all my things in the morning earlier. So then when I got home from the gym, I could come home and, like, devote good, solid time to Scripture study. And today was the first day of this whole semester where I got to just sit down and for 45 minutes was just in the Book of Mormon. And that was, that was something that I've already seen change my day. Mm-hmm. I'm much happier. I'm much more full of energy, not just physically, but spiritual energy. Yeah. I'm feeling fantastic. And it's those, it's those promises that we have from the prophet and from the Lord that as we daily involve ourselves in scripture study, especially the Book of Mormon, we mm-hmm. will be blessed and we'll be able to feel so much better and we'll be able to feel the Lord and the Spirit in our lives a yeah. lot more. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I was just going to yeah. say another blessing, I think, is it will keep us on track, just like that, the vision that Lehi saw, that how did the people make it through the mist of darkness, through the hard times of life, they were holding fast to the, the rod of iron. And what I found in my life is that when I start to wander, maybe get on the fringe of the path, uh, it's so helpful to have that habit of daily scripture study, because sometimes that's a call for me to repent, that, I, that I'll get a spiritual prompting that, okay, you know, you're drifting, need to get back on track. And so that, that's been a real blessing for me as well to mm-hmm. just keep, keep moving forward, keep, keep going. And if I do start to drift a little bit, that daily reminder of the scripture study, daily reminder of prayer, that can get me back on track and headed the direction I need to go. Right. So the third small thing is keeping the Sabbath day holy, where you stress the importance of sacrament meeting. How has a weekly partaking of the sacrament changed you as a person and your relationship with the Savior? Yeah, that's been a great blessing, especially in as uh, I have focused more on that. And that's kind of going back to that idea of being intentional, that it's easy to go to our meetings and just be casual and just just be there. And 
and I've been there and that that's I have had that experience but as I have been more intentional and specifically tried to think of the savior think of the blessings that he has offered me uh, review my week and and think about things that I could do better and things that went well that's been a blessing to partake of the sacrament and to have that opportunity just to to review to reset and then to to move forward and and I think that's one of the blessings at least that I have received from or I feel like that's one of the blessings that I've received from partaking of the sacrament each week. Um, so small thing number four is paying an honest tithe. You shared a powerful story that, or you will share, I guess you haven't given your address yet, but you will share a powerful story that President Nelson told in his last October general conference about his faithful tithe paying. Now, I'm sure I'm not the only student on campus who's tight with money yeah. and who's struggling a little bit. And I know that when the time of tithing rolls around, like that little anxious feeling builds up inside of me. Right. And I know it's I know paying tithing is such a great thing and I've received so many blessings from it. But that Mm -hmm. little anxious feeling always is is always there. So how can we as young college students find peace just as President Nelson did in paying an honest tithe? And what blessings are promised when we do? Yeah. Well, I loved his take, at least what I got from his message. His take on was that paying tithing, it's not about the money. It's all about faith and having faith that Heavenly Father will help you. And in my personal life, I believe that's one of the, the tests of my mortal experience is, am I going to put God first in all things, the material things and in my time, how I spend my time? And uh, paying tithing, it's one of those opportunities to allow us to prioritize and to, to show Heavenly Father in a very physical, real way I'm going to do what you ask me to do, even though, like you said, it can cause a little bit of anxiousness. We need money. We uh, we like the things that money buy, can buy, and we need many of those things that money can buy. And yet if we exercise our faith and we pay our tithing, then we can open up, as the scripture teaches us uh, in Malachi, we can open up those windows of heaven and God can pour out a blessing that we won't have room enough to receive it. And um, in my family, my wife and I, when we got married, um, we were poor college students. I didn't even have a full-time. I had a part-time job, and um, we didn't have much money, but we made that commitment early in our marriage that we would be full-time tithe payers. And it was amazing to see how the blessings rolled in. And we hear the stories about an anonymous check, you know, showing up or, or, oh, I didn't know that this money. We didn't have much of that happening. But what I feel like our, our, many of our blessings came, the, the at least material blessings came in the form of, you know, maybe our washer didn't break down. Uh, and especially our wants were kept in check, that we didn't feel like we needed new things all the time. We didn't feel like we needed to be involved in the latest entertainment. Um, and, and those blessings helped us to make the remaining little bit of money that we had stretch. And it, and it worked. And one of the blessings that my wife and I have seen all through our, our lives together is that we've always been able to pay our bills, always, as we've paid our tithing. And um, that, that's a great blessing. We just, we've been so extremely blessed. Right. And it goes back to that, what we talked about earlier with prayer. We can pray and we can have that faith that paying tithing will ultimately bless us in the end. And a lot of times people will think about like those anonymous checks Mm -hmm. and things money and financial related. 
But like you said, sometimes it, it really is just something so simple as, you know, all the appliance worked. Yeah. All the appliances worked for that month yeah. or for that year or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really those super small things that the Lord gives us. And as we recognize them, he will continue to pour out blessings on us. Yeah. Right. And it really is all according to our faithfulness. Yeah. I remember applying for this job back last semester. I had just paid tuition and rent and I was like, oh my gosh, I have no clue what I'm going to do. I don't have a job. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was stressed and I, I received a check from my last job before I came down here and it was my final one. And I was like, okay, I have to make this stretch for as long as possible until I get a job. Mm-hmm. And that little thought of not paying tithing came to mind and I was like, I, I need that. Mm-hmm. If I, I, this will literally be, I can eat or not. And I was, I was really stressed and I called my dad and I was like, I, I need help. I need guidance. I need to figure out like what I should do. And he's like, you should not be calling me. You should know exactly what you should be doing. And it's paying tithing. Yeah. So I did. And the day after I paid, I got word about this, this job opening up here. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is something that I want to do. And it pays great. Mm-hmm. And I applied and I got the job yeah. and it was just the biggest blessing in my life. And yeah. I've had so many different blessings and stories in my life that really testify to me that tithing is super important and we should be paying it and we will receive so many blessings when we do. Yeah. So your last small thing that you listed is worshiping in the temple. I've been really blessed to have lived by temples my whole life. Uh, the, fur- the furthest I ever lived from a temple was only 15 minutes away. Wow. Besides my mission, mm-hmm. but we're blessed with the opportunity of having a temple right next to campus. Yeah. I can I can walk there in like 10 minutes. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And you quoted up a couple of different talks by President Nelson on this topic of temple worship. So could you explain a little bit of what the prophet has to say about it? Yeah. The first quote uh, just talks about the importance of spending time in the temple and that <clears throat> if we will make that sacrifice, that God will bless us with the things that he knows that we need. Uh, and, and that, again, just such a great blessing. And then in his most recent general conference talk, the prophet shared about blessings of the temple. And again, just reemphasized that that's the place where we can get direction for our lives. It's a place where we can get clarity on God's plan for us. And I think that's one of the many blessings that can come um, from temple service. Being a student at BYU-Idaho, being able to work here at BYU-Idaho, I I am so grateful that the temple is so close. It's so great. I One of the things I emphasize with my students is that they're probably living closer to a temple now than they ever will be again. Before I came here to BYU-Idaho, I actually was teaching in Kansas, and our temple district was the St. Louis Temple, and it was about an eight-hour drive. And so that was would have been a real struggle. Thankfully, we actually were closer to the Denver Temple, but it was still a five-hour drive. And so my wife and I, to go to the temple on a regular basis, it was a, a really significant sacrifice. We had a small family, uh, and so th- that was a big deal. So coming here and being, like you said, 10 minutes, 15 minutes from the temple, what a great blessing. And I, I really try to emphasize to my students in class and anyone here on campus, really, that we should really take advantage of that blessing, um, because who knows where your future is going to take you. and you might not have as ready access to the temple. And and so getting the blessings, getting a firm testimony of the temple while you're here so close can be really life-changing. Right. And it's helped me make a lot of 
big decisions as well. I love going to the temple, not only when I'm like feeling stressed or I need to make a big decision, but like even when I'm doing good. Yeah. You know, like I still receive so many blessings and so many answers to prayers and to questions that I didn't really know I know I had mm-hmm. until I went into the temple. Yeah. So the dem- the temple has a great way of doing that. Yeah. Where you go in and you're sacrificing some of your time for the Lord and doing his work, he will give you the answers that you may have not known you needed. Okay. And he'll 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 answer those for you and he, you'll really just feel the love that he has for you as an individual inside the temple. Mm-hmm. And not I guess you can feel that in any time, but inside the temple it's just it's amplified. You know, you're you're in the house of the Lord and you're doing his work and you're worthy to do his work. So he's obviously going to he's going to give you as much as he can and as much as you're ready to receive in that moment to show that to show his love and gratitude for your sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So at the end of your address, you invite everyone to think and think about and write down two specific things we can do to strengthen our discipleship of the Savior. I love that invitation and I believe that it provokes a lot of thought. So what gave you the inspiration for that specific inf- invitation? And what do you believe student- students and staff will find out about themselves if they put it into practice? Yeah, so the invitation, it's something that I've actually been doing in my classes um, over the last couple of years, and I've absolutely loved it. That invitation to become a better disciple of Jesus Christ. And in my classes, I'd like to emphasize that the mission of BYU-Idaho, it's not to prepare people for future careers. It's not to help them become educated or well-versed in in worldly things. Literally, the mission of BYU-Idaho is to develop disciples of Jesus Christ who are leaders in their homes, the church, and their communities. And so by emphasizing that, I teach science. So how do I encourage people to become better disciples? Well, I can do it little by little in my classes. We We start each class with a prayer. I do give spiritual thoughts at the beginning of class, which I absolutely love. But uh, another thing that I came across was uh, giving students this opportunity to do a discipleship assignment. And so as I thought about uh, making an impact with this devotional address, I think it's great to go to meetings. We can go to meetings, and I've done this a lot. We feel the Spirit, uh, but we walk away and don't necessarily do anything. So I wanted to give this invitation so that when we feel the Spirit uh, during the devotional, any people that felt the Spirit, that felt the prompting to, hey, I could, I could really do this, I hoped that they would take the opportunity to write it down and hopefully um, make a plan to actually m- make a difference, uh, to make their lives better. That's really my hope. That's what I've been praying for as I've been asked to give this devotional address is that individuals that participate in the devotional will just take the opportunity to do something that will bring the Spirit into their lives better and uh, to be a better disciple of Jesus Christ because I know that'll make them happier. It's made me much happier. And the Lord loves effort. Yeah. So when we put in that effort, and I, I, I'm i really enjoying this conversation that we're having because it's it really does boil it down to if we do these small and simple things, the Lord's going to bless us in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So as we learn and we apply these principles that, you have been giving that you will be giving us in this devotional into our lives. The Lord will see that we're putting in effort, and He's going to bless us exponentially, yeah. right? With the blessings that first we are ready to receive, but also the blessings that He's wanting us to receive at this moment, yeah. right? He'll He'll He's always raining down blessings upon us. Mm-hmm. He obviously has one some blessings that He'll 
have for us now and then others that he'll reserve for us in a future time. So as we put in that effort every single day, he'll be giving us blessings every single day, yeah. blessings and miracles. Yeah. And something that I found yeah. is I every day I, I pray for a miracle. This started on my mission where I was in an area without much success. And me and my companion, we made it a goal to pray every day to see at least one miracle in our day. And there's not a single day where we didn't see a miracle. Mm. And I've wanted to continue putting that into practice. And I did it in every other area that I worked in. And then now at home where I'm like, hey, I'm going to be looking for a miracle. Mm. And I, I really want to see one happen today. Mm. And I haven't missed a day yet oh, ever since that time. Because the Lord loves that we are looking for those things and he loves the effort that we're putting in that he will give us the things that we ask for and again it's not always in the way that we expect it you know a lot of these times these miracles aren't my own personal ones but seeing a miracle happen in somebody else's life Mm -hmm. so as we i love that in all of these little topics all these little these little things that you're that you'll be explaining in your devotional address all of them require effort mm-hmm. and every single one will give such a huge blessing and the Lord will really be watching out for us. That was Dwight Ray, biology faculty member and today's devotional speaker. Thanks again for coming in. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me.